Okay, so our first reading um, is Ecclesiastes 3. Um, you can find it on page 669 of the Church Bibles. And we're looking at verses 1 to 8. So it's Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 8. A time for everything. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to uproot. A time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear, a time to mend, a time to be silent, a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. This is the word of the Lord. The Bible reading is from Revelation. Chapter 21, verse 25. It can be found on page 1249 of the Church Bibles. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth has passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of the heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. This is the word of the Lord. Please do be seated. So, uh... Our Queen has died, and um, it, is, it is a sad time for us as we, as we reflect, uh, reflect on that. Uh, I wanted to just to show you um, uh, the last picture of the Queen, at least the last official photograph of, of the Queen. I'm sure some of you will have, have seen uh, that picture. That was just taken uh, a couple of days um, before she died. But where is she now? That was just two days before she died. Where is the queen now? Well, 
As Teresa explained, her body is in a coffin. It's in a wooden box. And you can see that, well, you can't see the box, but you can see the, the special flag at this standard. It's called the Royal Standard that's on top of the coffin there. And that coffin is on a special stand that's got a purple um, uh, sort of uh, covering on it. Um, it's a funny word, that purple stand, but uh, most people pronounce it something like catafalque or something, something like that. And there is the Queen's body in that coffin uh, in Westminster, in London, um, and it's, it's been there for a, a, few, a few days now. And tomorrow, uh, the whole world, it will seem, will tune in and watch her funeral on television. That's one of the ways that we pay respect to those who have died. Theresa mentioned that. We have a funeral. Another way that we pay respects is that we can pay respect, certainly here to the Queen, is to actually, some people have walked past her, her body, her, her body in that, in that coffin. That was something uh, that I was able to do, actually, um, this week. It took the opportunity. You might be able to just see me there. Uh, you can tell by the little patch of baldness uh, on the top of my head. Um, as I uh, went down to London and was able to walk past her coffin. And I wanted to do that for a number of reasons. I wanted to do that because for many years I used to work in the Royal Air Force and she was, the Queen was effectively my boss. Uh, and so I wanted to say goodbye for that, for, in, uh, for that reason. Uh, I wanted to pay my respects because she was the symbolic head of our nation. Um, and so in that way she's kind of all our boss, I guess you could, you could say. Um, but I also wanted to make good on a promise that I promised myself I would go and pay my respects in this way. Um, 20 years ago when the Queen's mother died and she also laid in state and I was able to go and uh, uh, walk past her coffin too and I remember promising myself that I would do the same for the Queen uh, when she died. But most of all, I wanted to say thank you to God. I didn't need to go to London to do that but I just, as I walked past, I just paused and bowed my head and said thank you to God that the Queen knew Jesus and knew um, uh, knew the Lord in that sense. And some people think, that's it. That's it. That's the end. The queen is now dead. That, that, you know, she, there is no more life in her. She's in the body. The body will go to Windsor. It will be put uh, under the ground in Windsor. And that's the end. Uh, and there's no more. But the truth is, is very different to that, actually. The truth is, is very different to that. Because the real queen is, is no longer in that coffin. True, her physical body is, but there's no life in it now. And because of the faith that the queen had in Jesus, the queen is now with him. So Jesus once said that whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him will never, uh, uh, sorry, will never die uh, spiritually speaking, even though they die, humanly speaking. That's what Jesus, uh, Jesus said. And all the evidence points to the fact that the queen believed this. And so the queen is not dead, but she is alive with Jesus right now. And one day, one day, 
The greatest story that has ever been told, the story of how God created the earth and how he has been sustaining it and how he has been rescuing it and how he will see it completely rescued, will result in a happily ever after for everybody who believes and trusts in Jesus, just like the Queen. And what I want to just spend a few moments now, just literally just a few moments thinking about, is what will that happily ever after look like? What will that look like? Uh, If you are old enough and you had your Bibles and you want to just go back to that reading that Paul read for us on page uh, 1249, you might like to do that. You don't need to do that, though. And we're just going to think for a couple of minutes on what that little part of the Bible tells us about our happily ever after. What does it tell us? Well, firstly, it tells us that our happily ever after is a real place. It's a real place. It's not fictional. It's not make-believe. We can trust these words because they are true. That's what verse 5 says in that, in that reading that we had. These, these words are trustworthy and true. We can believe them. They're not made up. They are real. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that they are literal, but they are true. And there is a real place waiting for us after we die, after this life. Verse 1 talks about a new heavens and a new earth. We could call it a, a real recreation, if you like. Not completely new, not completely new, but renewed. Because God says in verse 5, he is making everything new. He's not making new things of everything, but he is making everything. That means everything now, people, places, everything now, he is somehow making new. He is renewing us. Now, that may be really difficult for us to get our heads around. It's difficult for me to get my head around that. So, maybe think of it a bit like this. Once upon a time, you were completely new. You were brand new. After you had been made in your mummy's tummies, you were a newborn baby. We use that phrase, don't we? A newborn baby. We all were newborn babies once upon a time. And then when we were babies, we then moved to another stage, didn't we? We were no longer babies, but that kind of baby phase sort of passed away and we became toddlers. Some of you are toddlers here. And then what happened? We became children. And then if you're old enough, you might have become a teenager. And if you're old enough, you might have become a bit older than a teenager, an adult, and so on. And so in that stage, we moved. And it's the same. We were the same person. But we're very different, aren't we? Very different from when we were babies. And in that sense, every day we are being made new. We are being made new into, into something else. And after we die, it's like the final step. You will be made new, ready for that happily ever after, ready for that forever with God. 
Look, I've done it here. If you can't, if it's not very uh, easy to think of it like that, I've done it with the Queen. We can see the progression in her life. There she is as a newborn baby, or, well, as a baby, not a newborn baby, but as a very young baby. There she is getting older. She is being made new into a child, and then into a young adult, into a teenager, uh, 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 and into a young adult, onto later in life, and that final picture of her there again. She is now being made new into her, um, her earthly uh, body is now being turned into a, a spiritual, uh, will be turned into a spiritual body. So this is what it's like. It is a real place. Our happily ever after is a real place where we are made new. Secondly, we, we're, not, we're told that this is a real place with God. God is going to be there. We are going to be with God. It's a real place with God, which means, actually that there is also a real place without God. So there is either a real place with God or one without him. And the Bible says that only those who believe in Jesus, only those who trust in, in Jesus, they will get to, uh, to this real place with God. Everyone else will go to a real place without him. So it is a real place. It is a real place with God. And then it is also, um, uh, well, if you think of it, if there's a real place with God and there's a real place without God, what is the difference between those two places? Well, we see it here. With God, we're told that there is no more bad stuff when we're there in that forever, ever after place. No more bad stuff, only fantastic stuff. Because verse 4 says that God will wipe away every tear. There will be no more death. That means no more funerals. No more sadness in that way. No more other kinds of sadness. No more pain. No more suffering. Just fantastic joy. So I wanted us to think a little bit about that just as we finish. And just think, what is it that makes us sad at the moment? Who can, who can, who can say some things that, that, that make us sad or make you sad? What makes you sad? Just put up your hand and, and tell me what makes you sad. Who wants to, who's brave enough to say some of the things that make them sad? Yeah, Paul, go on. Animals dying, make, that makes you sad. None of that in the, in the forever after. None of that. Yeah, what else makes us sad? What makes us sad? Feel free to shout out. Yes, go on, shout out at the back. When we feel left out, when we feel on our own. And one of the wonderful things about the, the real place with God is that we won't be on our own. We will be with other people who love God and we will be with God on our, on our own. So none of that in, in, the, in the new creation. Yeah, anything else? What makes us sad? Yes. Illness, absolutely. We look forward to a place in this, in this, uh, we're told in this reading, where there will be no illness because we cannot die. Everything will be perfect. Yeah, wonderful. Um, anything else? What other things make us sad? What other things make us sad? Sorry? I still got there was a cough, sorry. Lonely, being lonely, yeah, we're, we're, again, when we're on our own. None of that in the new creation. 
What about arguments? Do, do, do you know when you have an argument, does that, does that make you sad? When you, when you fall out with people and, we, and, and you know, we, we, we're angry with people? None of that. None of that um, in, in, uh, in the new creation. Yes, another, what, go on, what makes you sad? We, no, we, it's gone, it's gone. Okay, well, let's think about the other side. What about what makes us happy? What gives us joy? Anybody want to tell us what makes us happy? Come on. Fun, fun. And, and there are loads of different ways to have fun, aren't there? So that there are loads of different ways to have fun. And yet, when we get to this happy, happily ever after, this forever place with God, all the sort of ways we think of having fun now and, and people having fun, it's going to be so much more than that. So much more than that. Yeah, what makes you happy? Spending time with family again. I and mean, so that's the opposite of the loneliness thing, isn't it? And we know that we're going to be with people who love Jesus. We're going to be with God himself. We're going to have that feeling of, of family in a you know, way better than even what makes us happy now. It's going to be so much better than that. Yeah. Anything else? What makes us happy? What makes us happy now? What makes me happy? I, 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 really good music. I love good music that, that, that sort of makes me want to dance. And it's going to be way, ba- way better than that. Way better than that in the new creation. Anything, any, anything else? What makes, what makes you happy? What gives you joy? Yes, at the back. Horses. So uh, different types of creation, enjoying animals and things like that. Way better. We love that, don't we? We love loads of different animals. I've got a dog. I, I love dogs at the moment. You know, I didn't used to like dogs, but I've, I've had to grow to like dogs now. But it's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to, the new creation is going to be amazing. So much better. So this is, what the, this is what we hear in this reading from God's Word. We hear that it is a real place. It's not a make-believe place. We can trust what we are being told. We hear that it's a real place with God and it is, a, it is a place where no, there is no more bad stuff, nothing that makes us sad, only fantastic stuff, far better than we can possibly imagine now. You see, what we, what we experience now is just but a sort of a foretaste, a, a, little, a little taster of what is to come uh, in, that, in that new creation. So this is the happily ever after that the queen uh, that, that awaits the queen now, and it's the happily ever after that awaits all of us who believe in Jesus, who trust in Him, and uh, who trust in His forgiveness uh, for us as well. So let me just say a little prayer now. Father, we thank you for the truth of the new creation. We thank you for the faith of our queen and that we can have confidence that she is with you now. And help us to look forward to that new creation with joy, knowing that, we will, that it's a real place and that we will be with you and that there will be no more bad stuff. Amen.